Hi everyone, this is NBC10 Boston's Countdown to Decision 2022, where we break down the biggest political news leading up to Election Day. We're 14 days out. I'm your host, Mary Marcos, and I'm here with our in-house experts, Allison King and Sue O'Connell. So guys, on this podcast, we've talked about the governor's race, we've talked about the ballot questions, but there are a lot of other down-ballot races that don't get as much attention. I'm going to ask you both to name a race that you think our listeners should care about and why. Allison, will you start us off? Sure. I mean, I'll talk about the race that I'm covering today, um, (laughs) conveniently, which is the auditor's race. Um, And it's, you know, let's face it, the auditor's race doesn't always get a ton of attention. I think a lot of people don't even really know what the auditor in our state does. Um, But... This particular race, I think, is pretty interesting. We just finished interviewing Diana DiZaglio, the Democratic candidate running, who uh, is running, I should say, about 15 points ahead, according to NBC10 Boston's latest poll. And she faces, though, a Republican who is unlike all the other Republicans who are running for statewide office in that he is a moderate Republican. He um, is not a big Donald Trump supporter, which is something that can get you, you know, can be sort of a hindrance in Massachusetts, where a, a lot of people are not big fans of Donald Trump. And um, he, but he has so he is a never he does not support Donald Trump. He's got a background at um, as someone who is an investigator and auditor. So it's given it's a race that's actually people see, even though Diana DiZaglio is still 15 points ahead in the poll. It's one that people see as, you know, gee, let's see how well this Republican can actually do. And I'm sorry for that, um, me being in this car here and having that be a little disjointed, but Sue might want to add something on that. We appreciate that you're joining us. I think also (laughs) those two, and Allison, correct me if I'm wrong, it's the smallest gap um, for the statewide contested races as far as the Democrat versus the Republican. Um, It's it's that smallest point gap, I I believe, uh, that lead that Diana DiZaglio has. Yeah, I mean, Anthony Amore is a real candidate. I mean, that's part of the the issue here. Uh, He has uh, run in the past for Secretary of State. He has been um, a moderate within this party. He's also been, prior to recent years, he was a bit of a peacekeeper within the party, trying to bring bring people together. He's been endorsed by uh, Charlie Baker. Um, You know, so it's actually someone that Massachusetts voters uh, who are not, extremist Republicans could actually see voting for. There were revelations a couple of weeks ago about some uh, domestic abuse charges regarding a divorce. He was never charged and everything. That seemed to have um, been put out there and settled down. So, you know, Anthony Amore is actually the type of person that in a state with a a healthy (laughs) Republican party, he actually could get elected. But, um, you know, again, he's got an upward battle here because of how many Democrats are going to be, be voting right down the ticket here. Right. And, and Diana Tazaglio is an excellent candidate yes. in that she is super high energy. She is very articulate. She's out and about. She has made a name for herself as a sort of maverick at the state house, And, uh, you know, so put it together. And it's, I find it a very interesting race. Yeah. And in any other state, this would be a real big race. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Something that's come up there were they the both the candidates debate had a debate recently and there's been a lot of reporting obviously on this race. Something that's come up is um, a question of experience. What do you think about the 
relative experience that each of these candidates have, Allison, um, to the position of auditor itself, and maybe talk a little bit about the position and why people, listeners, should care about it. Well, the auditor is generally a check and balance on the legislature and state government in general. So it's really an important job. And there's a lot of different ways of interpreting what the job description is. And there are a lot of different ways you can make your mark and make, you know, depending on what you make your priority and focus in office. Um, so Anthony Amori is a, a currently got a kind of an interesting job. He's the head of security at the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum, where that big Super art heist happened. Yeah. yeah. Before um, his term. <laughs> that's right. An important distinction to make soon. <laughs> that's right. And um, he stresses that he has the experience as an investigator, as someone who's spent his life doing auditing and doing, you know, investigations. And he, he brings decades of experience to the table and he's sort of Point paints uh, Diana Desaglio as someone who has just had some legislative experience. In Diana Desaglio's defense, she has, as I said, been taken on sort of some really um, some big battles having to do with non-disclosure agreements. In this, um, she had a non non-disclosure agreements have sort of passed that that bill she pushed passed so that people have to be held accountable. You can no longer just say uh, to tell someone who's being let go that they can't say anything about what happened in, you know, what went down in uh, their separation agreement. So, um, and she's just, she's someone who is not afraid to, you know, push back on leadership despite being young. She's a 39 year old woman. She, um, you know, has sort of a hard scrabble upbringing originally as a, as a young person with a um, housing insecurity in her life and other challenges and issues. She actually said that she experienced herself, and this was a big story back in the day, her own sexual discrimination at the state house, mm -hmm. um, or excuse me, sexual harassment at the state house that she had to deal with. So she comes at it with a you know firsthand experience in that regard. So it's you know you can argue experience on both for both of these candidates. I think. Absolutely right, um, and when when that came up actually at the state house, I was covering. I was covering the state house beat for the the Herald. And, and I remember her calling on the auditor to um, actually audit some of those non-disclosure agreements, because there's a lot of uh, taxpayer money that goes into those, those agreements that can, that can silence victims really of um, mm -hmm. any kind of discrimination or, or workplace misconduct. So that's an important issue that people should definitely read up on if they have, if they ha aren't familiar with it. Um, yeah. And if, and if you want to know what the auditor does, because I think, and, and you guys will correct me if I'm wrong, they get to kind of call the dance. They get to choose a lot of the time what they're going to audit and what they're going to look at. Um, if you just go to the government mask of website and look up the auditor who many people probably can't name it's currently Suzanne bump uh, is the current auditor. Who's, who's um, not running for reelection. And they send out press releases all the time about things that they have done. And if you're interested to know what they do, like, uh, audit finds Berkshire Community College did not retain adequate detailed documentation to support how they distributed their COVID-19 funds. Um, all sorts of things that they look at to make sure that government entities are doing the right thing. So it's an important role. Um, I think both of them are qualified to do it. You know, it's just somebody who wants to look and double check things and make sure that the uh, everything adds up the way it's supposed to. Right. Absolutely. Sue, Definitely. what... What do you think? Uh, what what race? What down ballot race are you paying attention to, and and why should voters care about it? 
Yeah, so here in Massachusetts, we actually vote for our sheriffs uh, in each county, and our sheriffs run the the jails in the county. That's each state and each area has different definitions for what a sheriff does. That's what our sheriff does. Uh, and someone that I've talked to for many times over the years, uh, sheriff uh, of the Bristol County is um, Paul Hodgson. Um, you might recognize, I'm sorry, Tom Hodgson, you might Tom recognize him because he has been uh, pretty much standing next to Donald Trump anytime that he, he, he could. He has had a number of um, uh, lawsuits brought against the jail that he oversees. There have been accusations of mistreated um, federal immigration detainees, that he didn't take adequate uh, precautions against COVID uh, spreading throughout the jail. Uh, he's been in, in, in office for, I think, 20 plus years. He has not generally had any opposition. And again, it's a down ballot race. Most people don't pay attention to this. But it seems finally he does have someone who is coming at him and has a good chance of beating him. And that's Attleboro Mayor, mayor Paul uh, Hero, uh, who's not just a mayor, but he also has been trained in criminal justice. He's got uh, a, a degree in public administration from Harvard. He worked in the jail system, I believe, in Philadelphia. Uh, and he has worked as the director at the State um, Department of Corrections. So one of the funny things about when you run for office for something like being in charge of a jail, you don't necessarily, to our earlier conversation about experience, you don't really need to have experience to be elected, right? You can get elected even though you might not have much experience. And since right. this has been the, the jail in our state that has gotten the most criticism and um, Hodgson has gotten the most criticism about the way he runs it. People are excited that in, in Bristol County that there actually is now a candidate who could take him on. So we'll see what happens. He's been, I think he's only had uh, somebody run against him, Hodgson, for the maybe twice over the past 25 years. So this is a race that I'm, I'm watching because there's been a lot of criticism of Hodgson, but there's been no one who's run against him. And what is most of the criticism centered around, Sue? It's just about the treatment of the and how he does his job. Um, you know, I think, uh, let's see, uh, the recent, um, uh, the New England Center for Investigative Reporting uh, has, has indicated that uh, his lockups have a much higher suicide rate than those in other urban communities. Uh, most recently, the uh, man who murdered his mother on Cape Cod in Truro, uh, who was then sent to the jail uh, and committed suicide in their care, even though just about everybody realized that that terrible tragedy was also a result of um, the murderer's mental illness. Um, he was there for, I think, 48 hours uh, without mm -hmm. medical uh, mental health care. Now, of course, there's not a lot of sympathy for people who are in lockup. And mm -hmm. um, a lot of folks who are in lockup don't have a lot of political power. So a lot of these criticisms go on and there's not been a lot of action taking about taking it to Hodgson. And of course the argument is if you don't like them, you can find someone and reelect someone else. So again, it looks like this might be the opportunity for folks in Bristol County if they're if they're unhappy about that to to take action by replacing their sheriff. And wh why should voters care about that particular race? Well, I mean, I think that we are beginning, <laughs> I hope, to learn that we are the people who are locked up, like they're not someone else. People who are in jail and in these county jails, they're usually not in jail for uh, long periods of time. This is not federal prison. 
And the way that they are treated is uh, both in a reflection of how we treat them. Uh, also, there are brothers and sisters and mothers and cousins who are in these facilities. And also they're gonna get out. <laughs> and when they get out, how they're treated when they are in, it's supposed to be a correctional facility, right? They're supposed to be getting services to help them uh, correct their lives and to do better in society. So when we're electing our sheriffs, I hope that we're looking at ways that they will help better the people whose care they are in charge of, right? When you are in jail, you are in the state's custody and the state is supposed to care for you while you are there. So uh, I think everyone that that is looking at sheriff's races in Massachusetts needs to look at um, if they're doing what we would do if we had, if we, if one of us or one of our relatives was in the state's care in a, in a jail. Allison, what do you think about, about this race? Oh, Allison. Oh, we lost Allison. We lost Allison. All right. Um, you know what I did see, Sue, though, that I wanted to bring up to you was yeah. that there looks like there was um, some issues with the with Tom's um, social media accounts. Uh, did you see, I, you know, what? do you know anything about what's been happening with that? You mean recently or in the past? Yeah, recently. There was a fake Twitter account made, oh. according to a couple of reports that I read online this morning. Um there was like a fake Twitter account made in his name that he was expressing some disappointment about. Yeah, he, no, I, mean, I missed that. that on Facebook. Yeah, I mean, he's been a very, um, uh, a very vocal supporter of Donald Trump and of some of the more uh, extreme law and order points of view. Uh, you know, I, I, I once interviewed him for a show I did on NECN where he uh, told me that I needed to be worried about um, uh, Shira Law coming to the United States. And this was, you know, five years ago. So he's definitely, when it comes to the Massachusetts political spectrum, he's very far um, the side on the right <laughs> than he is uh, uh, compared to the other sheriffs uh, who are in charge of the other jails who are doing very progressive things uh, about education, about safety, about job training. Again, most of the people in these jails are there for short-term issues. Many of them are there with severe mental health issues or with substance abuse issues. So just locking them up and treating them poorly uh, isn't gonna help our society. It certainly doesn't help them hurts their families and doesn't help us to move forward as society. So obviously I remind people I'm an opinion journalist, so I have an opinion about this, um, but I think we could be doing a better job in Bristol County. Right, right. You're uh, you're supposed to have an opinion. Supposed to have an opinion. <laughs> great. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Sue and and Allison. Uh, it's been great to have you guys to talk about these down ballot races. We're out of time today, but we'll reconnect later this week and talk about the next big thing happening in the elections. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Great to see Allison behind the scenes. <laughs> Love it.